This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, you have found your way to another episode of Speakernomics, the podcast about becoming a better speaker and building a better business. I'm your host, Tom Singer, and I am so excited that I get to host this show because I get to spend time with some of the smartest people in the speaking industry who come on here to share tips with all of us on how we can improve. And today is going to be one of those shows because today I am joined by Robert Kennedy III. Hey, Robert, welcome to Speakernomics. Thanks, Tom. Good good to be here. Hey, just before we get this whole show kicked off, our theme today is going to be all around how do you stand out using video? And let's face it, over the last year and a half, there were speakers who were like, I don't care about video. I don't need a home studio. Those days are gone. And so we're going to yeah. dive deep into what you can do to really stand out, whether you're live or recorded, so that you're going to look fantastic on video when presenting virtually. So Robert, what are your two tips on how to stand out when doing video? Well, tip number one, I'm going to rhyme. Get your light right. <laughs> <laughs> Every Make night. Sure, Every night. Yeah. How about that? How about that? Make sure you understand what three-point lighting is. That's going to really set you off. And your second tip? Tip number two I was trying to rhyme number two, but it's not working for me. Get your sound round. No, get your sound <laughs> <laughs> correct. Do not use the microphone that comes inside of your computer. Nice. Get your sound off the ground. I got it. That's where we're going to go. Yes. You're brilliant. <laughs> I love it. So for those of you who don't know Robert, and I don't know how you don't know Robert <laughs> Kennedy III, he uses storytelling to help people be awesome on video. And his focus is small business owners. He helps them navigate the techniques around storytelling. And in today's world, being able to tell a story and let people know who you are and what you do and why you do it so well, it matters more than ever. And the people who want to do it right turn to Robert Kennedy III. So Robert, give me a little bit of your background about how did you become such an expert in storytelling? Man, I think I'm a little bit of a nerd and a geek in some ways. So I love not just the techniques of the storytelling, but the technology side of this as well. And so my background was I, I was a science teacher for 10 years. I taught eight years of physics and biology in high school and two years of college. I taught I was a, in a biology faculty for an online university. After that, I went into the e-learning space and developing courses for corporations and that led to leadership training. And as I began to do the leadership training, I found that my 
interest was really around the communication side of it. And so I began to help the leaders in those corporations figure out how to get their messages across more effectively, how to connect with them. And for me, the most powerful form of communication is storytelling. So I dug into that. And now that's what I teach business leaders how to do. So how long ago was it that you were working for an online university? Because really, if you think about it, professors who can tell stories and make you lean in, whether you're in the classroom or if you're in an on-learning environment, are always the professors we remember as, wow, he or she, they're awesome. So how many years ago was that? Man, that was 13 years ago. That was 2008 was when I made that transition. So you really had sort of a jump over the rest of us as far as how to present in a virtual environment because, you know, these online universities were doing video classes long before all universities had to start doing virtual classes last year. So do you think that that set you up really well for this new era of, of being a virtual presenter that all of us have been thrust into? Well, I don't know if I had a jump on purpose. It was more accidental. And to be fair, that online university, we didn't use video. We used phone and teleconference and email and online forums. That was the majority of the communication. However, while I was teaching in the high school, my very first business was a business where I interviewed artists and promoted their their CDs, et cetera. And I did, we did internet radio. So, so, so some of that, was video based. And of course we didn't have live streaming back then. This is the early two thousands, but we did do some things with video. We did sync some things up. So there was something about telling stories or figuring out how to get information clearly over the airwaves and keep people's interests, especially those invisible people who you couldn't see. (laughs) So when you moved into the world of speaking and training you were doing most of that in person, even though you had this background of, of remote learning. You were doing most yeah. of your training for executives and small business leaders. You were doing most of that in 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 person setting, the way we would think about a speaker or trainer. Yeah. So did you even have a video studio in your house before the pandemic hit? I didn't have a video studio. The only thing I had was my computer. I had my webcam and a Yeti microphone. And the reason that I even had that stuff was because I was doing some podcasting. And so my first couple of podcasts were video based. I, I, I didn't live stream them, but when I interviewed my guests, much like we're doing here, it was on video. My first podcast was done via Google Hangouts. <laughs> I remember Google Hangouts. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I had the podcast set up where I had the right equipment as far as the audio and a camera. My lighting, on the other hand, Hmm. Didn't pay much attention to that and didn't know much about that at the time. So during the pandemic, all of that shifted. I was learning some things before that, but the pandemic really accelerated that process. All right. Before I dive into these two tips, most people are going to listen to this interview audio. They're going to listen to it on Apple Podcasts. They're going to listen to it on Spotify because Speakernomics is an audio show. Now you and I Mm -hmm. are on video and we are recording it. So this video could show up in like the National Speakers Association could show up in the vault. If you're looking at you and you're looking at me on this video that we're doing on Zoom, I'm I I have okay lighting and Mm -hmm. I have my logo in the background and I have really nice sound equipment. And then you look at the box on Zoom where you are and you've got like 
antique reclaimed wood from a barn on the back <laughs> wall. You've got a bookshelf that has LED lighting and a bunch of books up there, which I assume you wrote, and a couple of trophies that you won, and then a bunch of other yeah. things stacked up. It looks like it looks like it's a working office going on behind you, and you have a little yeah. monitor uh, where you've got make today storific, which I assume is your word for how to make your stories fantastic. Um, yeah. So I see all that and it's really appealing. So mm -hmm. before we dive into getting the lighting right and the audio, let's talk about your background. Obviously yeah. you didn't have that 18 months ago. Was this your, was this your first attempt at a great background or have you morphed it over time? Well, this what you see now has been morphed over the last 18 months. This wasn't my first attempt. My actual first attempt was I saw somebody that had something wooden in their background. It wasn't even a full backdrop. It was just something behind their head. And I said, whoa, that looks like they're kind of in a log cabin. I like that rustic look. And so I got a photography backdrop that was wood and I just hung it on my wall. My intention was to get a bunch of different backdrops and have some rollers from the ceiling so I could swap them out. But I liked the wood one so much that I just kept it. And I had the wood and I had my microphone. As time went along, I saw some different things on YouTube and I said, hey, strip lighting. Oh, that, that looks, that looks pretty neat. Yeah. The strip lighting um, that you have going behind you, I wish everybody who was listening could see it. The shelves are lined yeah. with this led strip lighting and it somehow, <laughs> it just makes his whole background glow and pop. It's really, it's really well thought out. Yeah. Well, it's over time. And, and my, my son, my 15 year old, 14 at the time was actually the one that told me about led strip lighting. Cause he's got it around the ceiling in his bedroom in his room. I'm driving up the street up to our house and I see this purple glow coming, <laughs> coming out of my house. And so, yep, that's my son's bedroom. So he told me quite a bit about that. And, you know, I saw somebody with a monitor, they were doing something on, on a wall with a monitor. I said, Hey, that's an idea. If I'm doing virtual presentations, if I'm presenting to companies, I could have their logo behind me or I could present so that I don't have to share the screen and be this one little square on zoom they can see me and I can present more information on the, the, the screen. And I don't use a lot of text anyway. So I just use ideas and use pictures and images and small bits of text that I share on that screen sometimes. So, and I love your advice that you just watched other things on YouTube. You watched other speakers and looked what other people yeah. did. I mean, I think being observant is one yeah. of the things that allows a lot of people to be able to up their game. So you started out, you've tried a lot of things and all that. So let's mm -hmm. jump into your two tips. So your first tip is get your lighting right, whether it's day mm -hmm. or night. No, uh, get your lighting right. And you said you have <laughs> to understand three-point lighting. So yeah. let's start at square zero. Getting your lighting right, what does that mean? Why is it important? And what is three-point lighting? Okay, so let's take that one step at a time. So you getting your lighting right means that you are the content expert. You are the person that is delivering information. So your audience has to be surprised, able to see you, right? <laughs> so I've seen too many videos where somebody's sitting in front of a, a window with their back to with their back to the window yeah, and their and face the is all is dark shining in behind them. They're they're a ghost, they're a silhouette, right? And so or it's at an angle and you can't really see them that clearly. And so that is one thing that really diminishes your quality from the beginning. So let's talk about how to get that right. So at the beginning of the pandemic, Amazon was making a lot of money on ring lights, right? Because people said, I need to get my lighting right. So everybody immediately said, 
get a ring light because they saw the influencers on Instagram getting ring lights, right? <laughs> but the thing is, here's what ring lights were created for. Ring lights were created for people to do their makeup and light their face a certain way so that you could see all of the different elements. And it works best when you're closer to it. Now, some people got ring lights and the ring lights were further away from them. Now, that's not a bad thing because ultimately ring lights are light and you want light. The challenge with ring lights is twofold. Number one, they're, it's a ring. And so it, while it spreads the light evenly, light also does this other thing. It, it, it reflects. And so sometimes you would look in somebody's eyes and you could see the ring light. Yeah, especially or if they're worse. wearing glasses. Yeah, you can see glasses. it. If they're wearing glasses, yeah. you can see the ring light. Yeah, yeah. So those that those are a couple of the challenges. So one of the things that I recommend that people do, even if you have only one ring light, is to not put it directly in front of you, but put it at an angle. So three-point lighting is essentially this. One light on your left, one light on your right, and one light behind you to create some depth. And you want those lights, especially in front of you, to be anywhere from 30 to 45 degrees away from you so that you're lighting the one side of your face. So when you light one side of your face, you're going to have a little bit of shadowing on the other side. So one light is going to be your key light and the other light is going to be your fill light. So the key light lights the good looking side of your face and then, <laughs> and then and then the fill light which you typically don't want to be the same brightness yeah the fill light should be a little the, a little lighter right yeah yeah to fill in some of the shadows or depending on what you want to look what what look you want the look that i want right now is i want a little bit more of a cinematic look so i have my fill light on either very low or off so what you're really getting is this left side of my face that's my good looking side Right. And so I, I don't know. I think I, I think they're both pretty good, Robert. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm using some uh some of that ointment or something. I don't know. Well, so yeah, so I've got I've got my key light on my left side here, and that gives me the cinematic look that I want. I could turn on the fill light and it would give a brighter look and you would see me, but just the just the kind of the look that I want. But again, you're not getting a lot of shiny spots and reflections. And I will tell you, so I've, I've used a ring light and it's fine. It gives you a lot better than using a lot of other options that are out there or trying to use all yeah. natural light if you're going to have a storm come through or clouds or, or, or whatever, mm-hmm. or just the fluorescent lights above you in your in your room. But as yeah. I look at the screen and I look at, at me and I look at you, there is a depth of field that has been created with your three-point lighting that I'm mm-hmm. making some notes that maybe I need a light behind me to, to, to illuminate the wall to give a little depth. And maybe my ring yeah. light's going to move over to the to the right a little bit uh, as soon as we get off this call. So, <laughs> so how did you learn to do this, and what types of lights are you using? How did I learn? Pretty much like I learned most other things. I break stuff, and then I look on YouTube or somewhere else to find out what other people are doing. And these people are not necessarily speakers. They may be YouTubers. I joined communities. One of the communities that I joined on Facebook was the Ecamm Live or the Ecamm community because Ecamm is a software that I use to live stream. So I joined that community. People were asking questions. I started to pay attention. So as far as the lights that I use, I use Elgato Key Light Airs and I like them. They're not cheap, but I like them for several reasons. Number one, 
they have these stands and they sit on my desk and I can raise them or lower them. The second thing that I like about them is that you can, they work via Wi-Fi, and so I can turn them on and off via my computer. I can also control the brightness so and the temperature. So brightness and temperature are, are two different things. Uh, temperature is, if you want more of a yellow look, that's, sent, that's said to be warm. If you want more of a white light look, that's said to be cold or cool. And so I like the cool setting and the brightness is, you know, how, how intense the lighting is. And so I like that, but I also like it, not only the Wi-Fi, I have this other device here called a stream deck that allows me to control these lights right at my fingers, uh, at the tip of my fingers here. So I don't have to go around with my mouse or whatever, opening things on my computer. I can just turn things on and off, turn them up and down if I choose. So if someone wants to learn how to do this type of lighting, what should, I'm sure that there are great videos on YouTube. If you just search how to, what should they search to be able to find out how to do three point lighting? Just what you just said. How how to set up three point lighting. How how to set up three point lighting or what is three point lighting or benefits of three point lighting or best lights for three point lighting. You know, there's, there's a lot of information out there. I've done videos on my YouTube channel about it. So yeah, there, there's a lot of information out there about how to, how to get yourself lit. Well, I will tell you, he looks fantastic and all of us should be taking a lesson from him on tip number one. So tip Mm -hmm. number two is audio. And here's the thing with the audio. First of all, you sound fantastic. It's like God is Love speaking it. us to us. You you have a voice. <laughs> you have a voice that has clearly been poached in butter. However, if you're yeah. just using the built-in microphone on your laptop, it's going to be really tinny. You're not going to sound as as wonderful as you do right now. So why yeah. do people skip that step? Like I I have a nice microphone because I'm a podcaster and I host right. three three or four different shows. So I had to invest in having a really good microphone to be able to you know grasp the sound and not pick up when the guy mows the lawn behind us outside the window. Right. But a lot of people just are like, ah, my laptop is fine. Why, why, why is it not fine? Well, so there are a couple of things. Number one, you understanding audio. If you're using your laptop, your laptop is what is known typically as a condenser microphone, which means that it picks up all sorts of stuff. If your guy is is mowing the lawn out your window or even across the street, your laptop microphone may or may not pick that up. If you're at home and you're blessed like I do to have three children, you might have kids running upstairs or running by your office door yelling, mommy, or whatever it is. And your laptop microphone is going to pick all of that stuff. It that stuff up. It doesn't know how to distinguish between close noises versus far away noises. Isn't as a matter of fact, the further back that you step from your laptop, like most microphones, you're going to sound further away and you're going to get a lot of room noise. If you've got an AC or a fan or even the fan on your computer that begins to run your laptop microphone, because it's internal to that, because it's close to that fan, it's going to pick all of that stuff up. And it's, it's because it's a laptop microphone, it's built to be very small so it can fit inside of your laptop. So it doesn't have the same type of pickup as another microphone. So you want to get a microphone that you're allowed, you're, you're able to move 
around so that you can adjust it. If you want to go further or have it go further away from you, fine. If you want to turn up the gain so you can get less room noise or turn it down so you can get less room noise, you can do that. The other thing that you want to know is the difference between dynamic and condenser. And we won't go into depth on that, but a dynamic microphone typically is one that you hold closer to your mouth. So it blocks out much more room noise and a condenser microphone while it points towards you and will block out some of the room noise. If you have a really good one, um, it may not, it, it's, it's still going to pick up some of the room noise. So a dynamic mic, a lot of podcasters will recommend having a dynamic mic and they actually tell yes. you to, to turn it down. So you almost have to eat the microphone is the expression that somebody told me because you want to yep. be like, like right now, as I'm talking, I've moved yeah. in a little bit. And yeah. it allows my voice to get picked up very easily. And I'm about an inch away from the screen yeah. over my microphone, as opposed to being across the room and back and sounding that. So that dynamic mic, when you get it set just right, it really mm -hmm. picks up you and sort of that butteriness in your voice without picking up the tinniness of the room, especially if you have hardwood floors and yeah. bare walls, you're going to end up with a, a, almost an echo or a, or a little, a little hum of, of just being in, in a big room. So that's a really smart thing to, to look at having that type of dynamic mic. Now your microphone is on a boom. So yours is connected yeah. onto a thing where you can move it around so that you, mm -hmm. wherever you're sitting in relation to uh, your cameras, you can have that microphone where it's not blocking your face out of the shot, Correct. which is awesome. So, so is that something else you've added through through the time? Is getting the better microphone and setting it up on a boom rather than a stand, etc. Yeah, yeah. So let, before I answer that, I want to just also say that a, a dynamic microphone also lets you sound sexy, just like this right here. Come on, yeah. <laughs> 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 he, he, he's got it he's got it going man <laughs> so i like the boom microphone or, or the boom arm again because it connects to my desk one of the things that happens that a lot of people aren't aware of so my first microphone that i spent money on external microphone was a blue yeti which a lot of people get you say i want a podcast which mic should i get a blue yeti the thing with a blue yeti is that it comes in this, this uh, adjustable stand, which allows you to flip the microphone back and forth, but it's on your desk. So any banging on the desk or tapping on the keyboard or clicking your mouse, those vibrations travel through that base of the microphone into the Yeti. So you want to get something that has a shock mount of some sort that reduces those vibrations and a boom arm helps with some of that. Now Absolutely. a boom arm without a shock mount, you're still going to get some of the vibration, but it definitely reduces it on the way up to the microphone as opposed to what you might get with a microphone that is sitting on your desk. So is there anything else about audio that people should be aware of? Oh, Wow. Anything else you should be aware of about audio? I think the biggest thing is it doesn't have to be expensive. I've got this microphone here that you're looking at, and this is the Shure SMB7. And this is one of those classic studio microphones. I gave myself this as a gift once I passed 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, right? That was my, my, my motivation to do that. So... Uh, these microphones are anywhere in the area of about $400. And some people say, Oh my gosh, I don't, I want to sound good, but I don't, I don't have $400. I don't want to spend that much money. I'm not that invested. 
you're, uh, you can get some microphones that sound pretty good for anywhere between 40 and 60, 70, 80 bucks. I, one of, one of the first investments that I made, if you're looking here in my little museum on the back, I got, I've got a Samson Q2U, which was $67 on Amazon when I got it. And oh boy, it was a USB microphone and I loved the sound of it. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. If I recommend, if I were to recommend a microphone to start out with to anybody, I, I would say go with that. It's, it's a winner. But if you think about it, getting a microphone at the quality of the one that you have or the one I have, which is mine was a little less than $400, but not much mm-hmm. less than $400. And mm-hmm. when, when you invest in that, if you think about how often now speakers are sitting in their studio using that yeah. microphone, you know, I mean, I, I will do five podcast interviews a week you know, you multiply that by 52 weeks. Plus I think last year I did something like 40 online events. All of a sudden that becomes a small investment. If you're going to be able to make sure that you're sounding as good as you can, when you're going out to the audience, which leads me to the next question. And that is what type of camera do you use? Because although (laughs) that wasn't one of your tips, wasn't the camera, obviously you're not using the built in camera in your laptop either. No, I am not. I am. So when I first started, I was using a Logitech C920. And I remember one day I was doing a live stream and some people were were saying, oh my gosh, that is so clear. What camera are you using? And I'm thinking, what are you talking about? I'm sitting in my office, the windows open, sun, sun shining in. Okay, cool. The next day I did a live and people said, what happened to the camera you were using yesterday? And I said, wait, it's the same camera. I didn't change a thing. What had changed was that the sun was not in the same position. And so here's back to lighting, right? So the sun did not shine in the same way. And the lighting, the the, the webcam threw off the clarity that I was able to get from that. So there are a lot of webcams that you can get that you know really nice. The the lighting is what makes the difference. So you, somebody says, "Hey, get a Logitech Brio. It's a 4K camera." If your lighting's not right, <laughs> it's gonna look like a blurry 1980s TV. Yeah, <laughs> and, so, and it is it is true. If you have good lighting. These hundred dollar, yeah. hundred and fifty dollar webcams, Logitech and, and many other brands, really do mm-hmm. go a long way. I I also have that's what I use is just a Logitech, yeah. you know, camera. And it wasn't hundreds and hundreds of dollars. It wasn't inexpensive, but it was like one hundred twenty five yeah. or one hundred and fifty dollars. And because, granted, it's the ring light and it's coming straight at me till we finish mm-hmm. this interview, then I'll be all <laughs> I'll be three pointed out by tomorrow. But yeah, uh, I get a lot of people who think. I have some like thousand dollar camera going, but it's because I have solid light coming at me because of the ring light, even though it's, it's, it's not as good as it's not as good as Robert's lighting. Having strong lighting coming at you allows these cameras to do what they're designed to do. If you're not lighting it right, even a really expensive camera can come off looking, looking a little tinny. Well, let me not mislead you though. So I mentioned the C920 and the Brio. I'm not using either of those. I'm using a Panasonic Lumix G7, right, with with an upgraded lens. So that lens is a 16 millimeter lens f1.4. Blah 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 blah. What does that even mean? So when you have your phone, your iPhone, if you have an iPhone and you go to the camera 
And if you have one of the more recent ones, I believe 10 and upwards, X and upwards, there is a portrait mode that allows you to get some blur in the background, depth of field. As a matter of fact, everybody wants blur. Zoom has now added a blur effect. Microsoft Teams has a blur effect. People want to have blur in the background, right? So um, that's what that number, the F1.4, how much the aperture opens and closes and gives you depth of field. Sure. So that is, that's, kind of, that's kind of what I have going on here. And I you know, wanted just enough blur so you get that little you know, stars in the sky in the universe effect from my LED lights in the background. Yeah, well, you've, def- you've definitely mastered it. So let's go to the part <laughs> of this podcast where we try to talk yeah. about how does this make you more money? So because yeah. you have this amazing camera, amazing lighting, and amazing sound, do you think you're working more than somebody who is just using the built-in camera in their laptop and their thing? Do you think people are noticing and hiring mm-hmm. you because you've created a visual and audio wow? People don't hire me because of that versus somebody else. The message still is the, the what's paramount, right? I could have all of this stuff and a crappy, a crappy talk, a, a, a silly message, I, I something that I didn't practice. And they say, Robert, you are horrible. But what about my camera, though? My lighting? His bookshelf was slightly blurred. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So your message still has to be polished. You still have to have valuable content that that uh that allows the audience to connect with you and say hmm i'm going to transform my life or change my behavior based on this message that robert just delivered now here's the thing apples to apples oranges to oranges if i'm going against another speaker whose message is similar to mine and i need something to make me stand out just a bit further yeah, they're going to go with the one that's a little bit more shiny, right? Think about going into a car dealership and you've got two identical vehicles sitting on the, the showroom floor. One of them is really shiny metallic blue and the other, the identical vehicle, same seats, same radio, same engine, same everything, except it's dusty and it's got a blue hood, green doors, red red top and orange back you know, we used to see those in New York City all the time, right? <laughs> right. Which one are you going to pick? Which one are you going to pick? They both do the same job, technically, but one just looks better. So Robert Kennedy, polished. Robert Kennedy the third is the shiny blue polished car on that showroom floor. <laughs> yeah, well, so here's the thing. One of the things that happens to me all the time is that when an organization hires me, one of the questions that I get is how did you do that? Right? So in addition to the message, in addition to Robert, how can I, how did you do that? How did you make your music come through? How did you, how did you put a QR code on the screen? How did you do these different virtual effects that create engagement inside of the virtual stage that allows me to look and to be more interested in what you're doing? So if we had time for uh, another tip, we would probably be able to dive into Ecamm and Stream Deck because I'm sure that uh, there's a lot of magic that you've been able to create using both of those tools as well. So give us the short, oh, yeah. give us the short version of why learning to use software like Ecamm or an equivalent that exists for the PC and, uh, and, and using a Stream Deck, why those things are extra beneficial to you. 
Well, because you've heard of Zoom fatigue, man. A lot of us, especially since the pandemic, we're looking in these screens, we're looking in these four box, these this, these four walls or whatever it is, all right, this box. And if it looks the same the entire time, I lose engagement. Engagement diminishes over time. So what can I do to pattern disrupt? Right? So people can't see this on screen, but here's what I'm going to do. Tom's going to laugh when he sees this, right? Look, right. I've got, <laughs> I've got a little dude dancing in the corner of my screen. He, he's got a, he's got a little video of himself who is rocking out all across the screen there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So I can do different things that create pattern disrupts that allow people to look at something. And every time I create a disrupt, every time I shift the boredom, every time I shift the concentration, I am then able to connect with them a little bit differently. And so the mind is starting to wonder, okay, what was the connection between that and what Robert is saying? So we got, we got brain science happening here, right? It's not just, Oh, I've got a good talk. Now I'm on the virtual platform. I've got some additional challenges. I've got some additional challenges. People have their camera off. Some people don't know how the mute button works people. So what can I do to engage and connect and keep interest differently. Because if I keep their interest, they're going to pay attention more. They're going to learn more. They're going to do more. So Robert, thank you so much for joining us here on Speakernomics. What I'm taking away from this is that the audio, the visual, and Mm -hmm. everything that you do around that, that can break up the routine, the monotony, the boredom, putting in some special effects, all of those things can help make you more effective as a speaker. And the truth is, is if that audience is more engaged with you, you're going to be the one who gets that spinoff business because people are like, you're not going to believe what Robert Kennedy III did when he was our video presenter versus Tom who had a ring light. (laughs) Don't let me make you feel bad, man. Tom, you're doing a fantastic thing here. Your energy carries you, brother. (laughs) Well, again, Robert, thank you so much for joining us and sharing so much wisdom. If somebody wanted to get a hold of you because they had more questions, how would they find Robert Kennedy III? Listen, I'm Robert Kennedy Robert Kennedy III on all platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, Robert Kennedy, the number three, or you can just go to robertkennedy3.com. Awesome. Well, and thank you to you and thank you to everybody who tuned in and listened. I say it every single week. We do this show because we want to help you grow your business. So join us every single week for more thoughts, ideas, and actionable information on how to make more money as a professional speaker. And always remember the motto of this podcast, speak, get paid, repeat. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.